Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson. On this episode, we are joined again by my mom, Debbie Wilson. She shares her thoughts on wrapping up the end of the school year. As always, what she has to say will be encouraging. Before we start, I want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They are an amazing curriculum, and we would encourage you to check them out. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, I will. Hey, everybody. Um, if you're watching this live, you'll see that I do have my coat on again. It is May the 11th as we record this, and it is chilly out there. I I think it's just I'm getting old and my blood is thin. Oh, it was a frost I'll advisory be, a couple days was ago. There, there is tonight? No, I think it's two, supposed to be last couple days. I think it's supposed to be a little freezing tonight, so... Uh, but uh, I'm starting to wear down. I'm starting to wear down. I feel uh, I'm just tired. Uh, we've we've run homeschool conventions the last I think seven or eight weekends or six or seven actually. It'll be eight I think next weekend. Um, and we have been all over the place. We've been South Dakota and twice, and we just got back from South Dakota last weekend. And I'm heading off to Wyoming on Thursday. And I, you know I was in Alaska two weeks ago and. I just feel like I'm not recovering in between. Um, so, and I've got a cough that just kind of won't go away. And uh, so I'm just. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. But Ben, uh, I was just over at your house and you've got a cool new room down in your basement. Um, I think we started talking about this when you first started your project, but um, you've got carpet down in your TV room. Yep, finally. It's amazing. I was just saying, Rissa, it's incredible Like what just one thing does. Like carpet, room didn't change, the colors didn't change. Like, I mean, other than when I painted it a couple weeks before, but going from a wood floor with tons of dust and stuff to the carpet makes it feel finished. And I'm just basically, all I have left to do is trim and I am ready and thankful for that. So it's been, a, it's been actually a really good project, just kind of learning experience. And it's fun taking a room that's basically not useless because we use it for storage, but just crummy and turning it into something really cool. So uh, it was, it was really fun and, and the kids are loving it and we're loving it. And I mean, I've only gotten to watch maybe something for about an hour down there, but I'm excited to keep watching more. So and just get be... kind of giving them an overview. I mean, when you started, you live in a home that's even older than ours, I think yeah. at least 115 years old and uh, you know, it has a low ceiling basement in the bottom that is basically stone. I mean, you can see that you can see the stone walls, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not cement block, it's rocks um, that are mortared together. And and Ben was talking about putting a theater room down there um, and it has a super low ceiling. Um, and, you know, I think everybody thought, are you sure you want to do this? And I mean, it is amazing. It, it is yeah, it so, so cool. It turned out yeah. so nice. And thankfully, the- it is a dry basement, so there's it doesn't really get wet or anything. And I, I did, took all the precautions, so we should be good. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be, I think, something we'll love for years to come. But Yep, I uh, think so, too. And, uh, yeah, we're excited In about fact, that. our kids are like, Dad, we should put one of those in our house. And I'm like, we've got one next door. That's yeah, good that's enough. enough. <laughs> so we'll sure. just always go over there. Well, hey, Ben, uh, I think this is time to talk about uh, end of the school year, you know, uh, because we are in that time where uh, I grew up in uh, Indianapolis, central Indiana, and every year about this time, uh, there was a theme that it was like decorated the whole central part of the state. And it was always black and white checkered flags and and race car motifs because the Indianapolis 500, the greatest spectacle in motor racing took place uh, not too far from where I lived um, in Speedway, Indiana. 
and uh you know we would i've been to it a few times i know uh, debbie's <coughs> excuse me you're gonna hear me do that a lot and when i come to wyoming i'm gonna do that a lot so um but uh, debbie's family was a big race fan family they would always go to the indianapolis 500 and and uh, but you know when you're listening to it on the radio which we often did on wibc um you know for a kid it seemed like a super long race it lasted you know mid-morning and it went into the afternoon uh 200 laps at two and a half miles a lap and 500 miles total and you know you kind of zoned in and every zoned out every once in a while and you'd kind of see it you know is bobby ray hall still in there you know is uh aj foyt is he, is he in the running rick mears and and but then at the very end the very when the race cars come around for the last lap right before they hit it the the guy who does the checkered flag he puts out a white flag and the white flag is a signal that now we are in the last lap and it's like everybody puts the pedal to the metal and the stands are you know light up with excitement um because we're in the in that last uh hurrah before it's over i kind of feel that way right now you know here we are in the 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 11th of may and uh you know if you don't do year-round school you're running down in fact some of you have already finished your year out and others are you know planning having a look or have a look at the end of may or the first of june where they plan to finish up and i just thought maybe it'd be a good time to talk about uh that those end of the year plans and i coaxed my wife into being on the show again you all ask over and over again and she's going to be joining us in a few minutes at least she better be because um, we're counting on her and uh, i thought maybe we could ask her about you know how her end of the year plans are going and has she gotten everything done and what do you do when you don't have everything done and should we be concerned about that does it really matter and uh but until she gets here so we we can talk about that now and Catherine was just telling me the story that how and i've told the story lots how uh she was ending up her one of her years in math and she was doing one of the math little worksheets and you had to decode like a little phrase you know like you do the and 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 the end and again this is the end of the year and the code message was have a, ha a merry christmas you know so she didn't really get to the end of the year she barely made it halfway through and so. i mean that's that's not shocking i mean i don't i think there's maybe one time where i ever actually got to the end of the book uh and at least math i mean probably some many of the other ones it it was you know you, i mean <sighs> Because again, we, and we've talked about this before, a lot of the end and the beginning are review. So most curriculums aren't going to launch into a whole new uh, area right at the end. So, you know, the meat, the what do they call it? The meat and cheese or I don't know, the meat and something, you know, of it uh, is is mostly in that center. So often we my mom would go through kind of see all the uh, see all of the major stuff that's being taught and then make sure we understood that and then kind of just wrap it up. So she'll go in more in depth on that in a minute. But what is that? I'm still thinking about meat and cheese you mean what the meat of, i think they say the meat of the lesson yeah but there's a word for like like it's the like the meat and potatoes or whatever maybe it's meat and potatoes yeah, like the, the main course you know like the the real like the real substance you know 
It's not meat and cheese. It's meat and potatoes probably or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's not good. Mom should be joining in here in just a second. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see. Yeah. But but I know there's a lot of stress on all you moms because uh, just uh, one of the, the posts over at Facebook today, I could tell that some of you moms are still not too sure about, you know, is it okay that you don't finish it all? And uh, some of you are really are under a lot of stress thinking, well, they're not going to get it all done. Should we go? Are we going to have to go longer into the year? Um, and uh, I just see that Debbie has connected. So we don't have to do too much more chit chat. We can just go directly to her. And Deborah, are you with us? I think so. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Debbie, we're just talking about the, the end of the year kind of thing. And maybe you could just start by saying, uh, you know, how many more, how, how much longer are you going? And do you feel like you've gotten it all done? Okay. Um, I looked for the first time today to see how much time we actually had left. Cause I don't want to be doing it in June. And so we always try and finish <clears throat> around like before Memorial day weekend. So, and since we're heading to a convention in North Carolina, I'm guessing I don't know if we're leaving Wednesday, then our last day will be Tuesday. I'm not sure when we're leaving yet, but so I think that boils it down to like 10 more days or something like that from here. So yeah, is that that what you asked? Yeah. And there have been times though in the past when we used to be on the road, I mean, you would finish even earlier than that. Well, sometimes I'd take it on the road and just kind of finish up one or two things just for something to do while we travel. But yeah. But, But I can remember, uh, you know, where you'd kind of double up in maybe math early on in the year because you knew once we got going, uh, you might not do as much. Maybe. I don't remember ever doubling up, but maybe. Uh, you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are you worried, though? I mean, did you do you feel like you got every single thing done? You know, and you're ready to close the last page of the, the math program and all that? I just told before you came the story that Catherine shared again about the Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. So are you all set? Um, I mean, so I've been doing math with my youngest who's 13 this year. And so, um, I was just glancing to see how many lessons were left and there was like 30 and only 10 days. So when I told him that, and I mean, that's like, that's like rare that I even get close to the end. So (laughs) it's not, it wasn't like, I was just thought, oh, I wonder if we could get through the, through the whole thing. Cause I mean, it's a book this thick, you know? And, um, and so when I told him that he said, oh no, does that mean we have to do three lessons every day to finish? I said, no, it means I'm going to pick the 10 most important of stuff. I think you need to know and skip all the rest. And so he was okay with that. But honestly, the last chunk, literally the last 30 lessons are going to be picked back up next year, probably the first 30 lessons of next year. Cause we weren't even doing that subject we've been doing pre-algebra all year and this is all geometry so technically i could finish right now and it's no big deal and even if i wasn't at that point i finish because it's time to finish like everyone wants a summer break i want a summer break i don't want to be doing school in june so most years i just stop on my last day i just stop and wherever we're at in anything i just stop and and then I'm good with that because, and then the next year I either pick up where I left off in certain subjects or I just start fresh on the next new thing. And they're all smart individuals and <laughs> graduated and doing great. So that's how I do it. 
have you felt like that's changed at all like going your expectations going in because like initially was it at all more frustrating if you kind of like I want to finish the book or have you always kind of gone into the year going like I'll just stop wherever I stop because I assume you know depending on what you were expecting starting out could probably influence how you are feeling going you know finishing yeah well I think early on when we started I mean I didn't know we were going to be living a life of travel um, Mm -hmm. that interrupted school so so much So it took me a while to realize that um, doing school outside of the books was just as worthy and important as what we accomplished in the books, you know. So I think early on it would have stressed me out a little um, not to finish, but it quickly went by the wayside when I realized that's just not real life for very many people. And that's okay. I mean, the schools don't get through most of everything either. Um, And I feel like I don't know if, um, I don't know, just from what I hear and witness about schools, they're not really learning or retaining that much anyway or caring. And so I feel like at least what we've accomplished, they've learned and listened and cared about. And to me, that's worth Hmm. more than just trudging through it to say we did it, you know, with no real learning. So well, what about the mom who, and I know you've had these conversations where the mom comes up to you and she's, and she just looks like she's starting to come unglued you know and she's like i mean we're supposed to be done at the end of the year and i was not not even halfway through or we still have to cover these you know in history we're not even to this point yet i mean what am i gonna do i mean should i just do a a, a uh, one math and one math math lesson a day during the summer or i mean what do you say to those moms um well i don't know i i think history is the least of your concern as far as finishing i mean it's <laughs> I don't mean that as far as it's not an important subject. I just mean you can read about history wherever you want to at any point. It doesn't matter what they say. You're supposed to do which history, which year. That doesn't matter. Um, So um, trying to think what else you said Uh, as far as like finishing math. um, I mean, honestly, all of math in elementary is just cyclical and kind of comes back around to the main basic operations, you know, until you start solving for unknown numbers and stuff. It's really just learning your math facts and learning. Why are you shaking your head, Ben? Uh, no, I was just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. I still uh, just hate thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I hate then, thinking about math. You mean? Not all of it, but just more of like, huh. yeah, like, um, some of the, like, what was it? What, I don't even remember at this point. What was it wasn't calc- pre-calculus. What was it like? It's, uh, it's not theoretical numbers. What's the, uh, I'm blanking on it. It's like imaginary numbers, imaginary numbers. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Like I hated all that. And proofs was like my least favorite thing in the world, but continue. Yeah, me too. Geometry proofs. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, there's some really good, um, one year programs for someone who really has done almost no math and that you can cover pretty much most of elementary in like a one-year program um, that are out there. So if someone really feels like I've, I've literally known a few moms who basically just never did math because they didn't feel confident in math and they just always kind of skipped it and didn't do it. And so then by the time their kid's getting into junior high, they're panicking. So I think there's, you know, I think that's an extreme example, but I think if you're just plugging away um, and, you know, trying to do it, when you can and don't just just don't sweat it if you don't finish that year and just pick up and start going the next year 
I don't know. I know that'll freak out a lot of people, especially as they get up more to junior high and high school math. But again, it partly depends on your end goal. I mean, if you're college bound for sure, and in a field where you're going to have to have higher math, then you've got to be a little bit more aggressive and on top of it. But if you know your child either isn't going to college or isn't really good at math or it's been a struggle all the way through, then I think there's um, alternative maths that don't have to be the normal mainstream maths. You can always do personal finance, which is more important than any kind of math for the rest of your life. You can do a business math, you can do a consumer math. You know, there's all those kinds of options as well if you've gotten to the high school level and you feel like you've failed in the math department. So I don't know if that And don't you think, Debbie, there's a, I mean, really, I mean, to me, there's a, sometimes I feel like just stopping is a bigger lesson than just continuing. I mean, it just says there are limits to how you do everything. I mean, I know dads who cannot stop working because there's always one more job to do. And I think like in homeschooling, maybe one of the lessons that you teach your children is that on May, whatever day that we say we're going to be done with school, we're just done. Will it all be done? No, it's not all going to be done. Does it matter? Probably not very much. But even if it does a little bit, we're still going to be done because this is I have something to teach you by being able to stop. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've shared your example of your dad growing up, but I think that would be worthwhile to to share. But I mean, even the Bible talks about how there's a season for everything, you know, and I just I think for most people, I mean, I know some people homeschool year round and that works for their family. But for the rest of the world, I just think it's just time to to stop and take a break. And you got to be okay with you didn't finish every single thing. It's okay, You know, Um, Well, but you used to say how you'd have like a paper or something due some morning in school or a test you were studying for. And like at 10 o'clock at night, your dad would be like, it's time to stop. And you'd be like, no, but I have this test or I have this paper or whatever. And he'd be like, nope, it's time to stop. You need to come be with the family. And that is so foreign to most people's philosophy. And then the next morning you'd get up early enough to finish it and it was fine. But it is good to teach those limits because when you don't, when you allow your kid to be consumed with it or you're consumed with it, those are a lot harder things to deal with later in life when you cannot quit working and get home to your family or you cannot quit whatever the case is. You have to finish because you can't handle yourself if you don't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know that's not a good thing to deal with the rest of your life. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about uh, what? How I mean, what about? Um, uh, you know, bringing all your, your end of the year records together. How, how do you handle that? Or, you know, I know their moms are, are like records. I haven't done any records. What am I going to do? What, what do you do? I mean, to close the books. Nothing. I was closed <laughs> on the last day. <laughs> Usually That's why I love her. When I start back up in August, but I mean, I don't keep records in elementary at all. I mean, I might keep a workbook they finished and stick it in the basement. I don't even know why I do that. But um, in starting in high school, I keep a list on my phone of what my kids do that year. Um, and and I'll keep some of their work. Again, I'm not sure why, but I'll just keep samples of their writing or whatever. Um, pretty much if they fill in something, that's a record right there. So if you feel like you have to or your state requires it, then you know I feel like the completed 
book is your record. Um, but I don't keep grades in elementary. I don't keep grades in junior high. So I don't need really to finish anything up like that or mm. close it. So mm. if anything, I, I mean, you could, you know, you could write a summary of your year, maybe what you felt like your kids learned or what you feel like they need to grow in, or I don't know if you wanted to do more of like a diary of your year, just so you could look back and mm. think through it and remember or see what, you know, for your kids sake sometime, but, well, but that's just how I do it. You don't have to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, That's good. Well, real quick here. So normally I would do an ad, but mom, you've recommended teaching textbooks for years and years to people. We were just talking about math. Um, would you maybe kind of give the, you know, when you're at a homeschooling convention and people ask you, what math would you recommend? Kind of give yeah. you the teaching textbooks pitch and why you've always liked it and had us use it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's anything different than you've already said, but um, I think it's, I think it's awesome for um, moms who don't feel like math's their strong suit. I think you can, your child can do it totally independent of you if you want them to. I have one child doing pre-algebra on the computer by himself, and I have one child that I'm doing it with. We're just using the workbook. We're not even using the CDs or the internet at all. And, um, and that's okay, I mean, to do it that way, but it just, it self-teaches if you need it to or want it to, either if you're not good at math or maybe like me, I had eight kids all at once doing school or else babies, toddlers and school age. And I just couldn't do math with everyone. Like literally there just wasn't enough time to do all that. And so it hugely frees you up if you have multiple kids you're trying to teach. Um, and it's, it's just, a great length each day like I've used pretty much almost every program out there and um, it just feels like the right amount and we don't always still do every single problem that they list um, but I think they do a good amount of review versus new content versus you know so um, and I think they explain it well and the kids have all liked it and I think that's maybe the biggest sell is mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think, Ben, maybe it was you and I who were in tears a lot of days over math in the early years. And it kind of takes that out of the equation. You don't have that struggle right. anymore. You don't have that fight. You don't have the, you know, it's just, it's really, sure. really um, helpful that way. Especially. And Debbie, we, I mean, I, I hope I'm uh, representing this correctly and you can correct me if I am, which you will. Um, but, you know, we talk to the teaching textbook uh, creators all the time and, uh, you know, they get people who will say, um, yeah, but I haven't finished this year's math. And really, they always say, that's okay. You don't have to finish it because like you already mentioned, it's kind of in a loop. So they're always kind of picking up those same things totally. each time, even, and that, you know, these are the teaching textbook guys who say the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And you can skip the first chunk of the next year because it's all review of this right. year, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah. I totally yeah. remember that being like, oh man, I'm not, I don't remember much. And then like the first, you know, couple of week or whatever it is, is pretty much exactly the last few, you know, episode or not episodes, lectures from the year before. Um, but uh, Roger A. Smith, who uh, has been on the show before, he said, 
uh, I don't know why I said his middle initial, but that's what his a. Facebook is. Yeah. I mean, it was like A. What's A stand for? Roger? Alfred. I don't know. Alfred. But he said, Aaron. I don't know. Uh, he said, I have a doctorate in years of schooling, and I've never finished the book. So I mean, he agrees on that. But one thing that we didn't really mention was Cheryl said, "I agree. We need to have an end date to look forward to. Is that motivation of having a finite date?" I think could help with uh, getting you through those, you know, winter, spring months going, okay, I only have Mm -hmm. 40 more days. And otherwise, if you just have a moving target constantly, like not only in school, but just in everything in life, that is a super demoralizing and actually probably makes you less effective overall, all the kids, everything. If you're just like, we just go until we don't, you know, until we're done. That, that, I mean, that's a really a vague way to try to get anything yeah. done. Or using or dangling that as right, right. punishment. Like how discouraging is it to hear him say, okay, well, you guys didn't do this. So now we're going to have to do it, right. you know, another month into the summer or you're not going to have any whatever. I mean, that is just, I mean, that just loses all hope in a kid right there. And so I don't, I think it should be parent determined, not based on the kid and, um, yeah, I just don't think it's good to dangle that as the. Um, it's a know, punishment. Punishment. It's a punishment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe that's an extreme case when a kid absolutely refuses to do their work, maybe. But um, you know, if they're refusing to do it day after day after day, maybe you need to sit down and do it with them. If you're trying, if they're supposed to be doing it on their own, then just sit down and do it with them every day until you get them to do what it is you want them to do or whatever. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. yeah, but we can maybe talk about it more, Dad, as a separate topic. But like, I feel like one of the the importance of that taking that summer break is, you know, it used to be they used, you know, everyone did, and you had a, a pretty decent length length of time for a summer break. But now it's become popular not to do that. I think probably because people don't want to have to take care, you know, figure out how to keep their kids home for, you know, months. But um, no offense, but generally, I feel like most of the childhood memories that I like think of as like my childhood of like you know, is playing with stuff and doing things and, you know, and not necessarily like, oh, I loved doing math or whatever. Not that I didn't, I disliked it, but like, you know, and, and summer is the time where a lot of that stuff that I think of as like when we did stuff centered around summer, I don't have a ton of memory. Like obviously we did, you know, went out and made snowmen, but generally we spent a lot of time outside and I just feel like that's something that uh, still needs to be valued and prioritized. So don't take it away, you know, just because. Yeah. And I totally get, you know, people who live in hot climates. Right. I mean, when you live out in Arizona yep. and it's 110 <laughs> every day and you want to stay inside, I, I totally get that. That's like um, our future. Yeah. Yeah. But as yeah, long as yeah. you're using, as long as you're taking your breaks, you know, yeah. and not just kind of convincing yourself that, oh, this works out really good when maybe it it's, yeah. you know. And it's just, it's just so good to be mom to your kids only and not teacher and mom, because most moms, homeschool moms allow the teacher part to, to become the monster. I mean, that's just what they end up. They just assume that role more often and more quickly than they do just mom role. And I just, I mean, I look forward to summer because I feel the weight of school all year. So when I don't have that weight anymore, when I wake up every day, just the thought of just having fun with my kids and we don't have to worry about that part of it is so freeing and it's so good for your kids to enjoy you in that realm instead of always homeschool mom teacher you know yeah totally i get it I and we get can it. feel it too well uh deborah we'll let we'll let you go because uh we're out of time but uh, I think she needs to do this instead of me because I know you moms would much rather listen to her 
than me because she is just so good. And I'll tell you though, my just uh, I'm the woman you see right now on the screen or you hear right now. It wasn't that easy when we first started. I mean, there were a lot of those pressures. I mean, she has she has grown and matured. That's not the right word. She has come to this point, you know, by watching her grown kids and seeing that it works. The homeschooling works and you don't have to stress it. And, you know, if you're probably the kids that you're pushing math with are not going to be math kids. You know, the ones who like doing it, they're probably the ones who aren't struggling to be kept up on that, you know. And so I'll just um, I just want to sing her praises again that I have a great wife, um, but uh, who has a lot of wisdom and uh, just listen to her and do all the things that she said to do. Uh, so we're going to call it quiz for right now. Um, I'll turn it over to Ben, but thanks for listening. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy some sunshine. It's supposed to warm up a little bit for us. And don't forget to smile. Thank you for listening to another episode. We hope you feel empowered to finish for the year whenever you want to. Also, just a reminder, don't forget to share this podcast with your other homeschooling friends. You never know who is in desperate need of some encouragement. And lastly, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler. You should go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial and their free demo. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.